0: Welcome to Motorsport Coaching, the podcast for racers with racers. Miss Motivate can help get you to the next level. Every episode, she talks to the best racers of today and those that can get you there. She'll help you get better. Racing new. At fitness, nutrition, sports psychology, sponsorship, social media, public relations, and media training. Connect with Miss Motivate at motivatetraining.com.au. That's M O T I V, the number eight, training.com.au. And now, to help get you to the next level, Miss Motivate herself, Belinda Risley.
1: So, thank you for joining us today, Anthony. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself.
0: Thank you for having me. Uh,
2: Awesome to be here. Um, From me, uh, I'm a digital marketer based in Shepparton, Victoria, so uh, regional Australia. And uh, yes, I run a business called Attention Media, which is a a digital marketing agency. Um, And we focus on social media marketing uh, in particular. um, And we love helping uh, regional businesses, regional entrepreneurs, Basically, we love helping anybody, um, but our, our that's our real focus. So we are all about the digital and social media marketing.
1: And how did you get into social media marketing? I mean, I know it's big. Yeah,
2: um, you know, no, look, it was. Um, it's always been something. I've always been pretty techy, and uh, I've always uh, loved uh, you know the latest iPhone and that sort of thing. And uh, when social media first started uh, to come out, back when the days of when you know, Facebook got released to the public. Um, you yeah, it was also always something that I enjoyed. Um, if people remember uh, uh, MSN Messenger back in the day, like everybody loved that platform. Yes. Um, and like from then onwards, um, I've always enjoyed social media, um, creating content. Uh, it's a great creative platform. Um, but the, the reason uh, how I started the business was I was working for the family business. Um, this is starting back 10 years ago and went into that sort of sales and marketing role. And over the years, it just kept building on that. So I've um, been learning as much as I could and putting as much into practice as I could. And it got to the point where I had people coming to me because of the content that I was putting out. And they were saying, hey, look, we'd love to help with our social media. Can you help us do this, that? We want to grow the business. Um, you know, we want to build our brand. Um, and I said, yeah, sure. And um, it got to the point where I had clients and uh, I had a business. And um, it's just grown and grown from there.
1: Oh, that's fantastic. And do you have a favorite platform for yourself? And why is
2: that? Personally, right now my favorite is Instagram, um, basically because it's just, it, it's a really personal platform, right? It's uh, its where you can uh, you know share bits about yourself, share bits about business. It's very versatile, you've got Instagram stories, um, you, you've got direct messages, there's lots happening on the platform, so it's definitely my favorite at the moment.
1: Fantastic, well obviously our athletes are our competitors, Um, have that wonderful joy of having to promote themselves as well as their sponsors Um, so from a branding um, point of view um, is there a preferred platform you recommend at the moment Um, obviously Facebook's great for engagement Instagram stories more about behind the athlete and what they do on a day-to-day but um, yeah so first point um, is there a preferred platform for branding for athletes or
2: look it's there's not necessarily a preferred platform, And I mean, like, it, there may be one in the, like the motorsport industry. Like, um, you know, Twitter could be very popular inside that motorsport industry because it's very much about, you know, it gets called the water cooler of our society, right? Because Twitter is very back and forth, lots of news, um, and it's stuff that's happening right now. So you have to remember that you need to try and, um, you know, use each platform, uh, you know, to its advantages. Like, every platform is different. Um, The way people use Facebook is different to the way people use Instagram. The way people use Instagram is different to the way people use Twitter. So when it's coming to personal brand, um, you can use every platform to increase your personal brand, but it's more about the types of content and the actions that you take on those different platforms. You need to try and make sure that's suited to each platform and not do the same thing on every platform because people's psychology is different um, when they go to Facebook compared to Twitter. So I say every platform is great for building building your personal brand, but there's just different ways to go about it depending on the platform.
1: And so you mentioned that the type of content should be different across the different platforms. What kind of content can somebody put out there that is trying to build their brand, their personal brand?
2: Yeah, perfect. So look, when it comes to building your personal brand, right now, 2018, like we need to be just putting out content Um, that's the biggest thing. That's the biggest hurdle for people to get over at the moment is just putting content out there. Um, you know, it can be time consuming, you know, it can take a lot of work. It's not an easy thing to do, but you know, we're we're in a a space at the moment where these social media platforms are still free to use and we can put content out there. We can distribute it worldwide. Like it's, it's pretty mind boggling. Um, and you know, a lot of people, my age millennials, like we've just, we've grown up with it. So we sort of take it a little bit for granted, but, Um, the fact that we can put content out there and, uh, when it comes to the motorsport industry, the fact that you can put content out in front of the people that you want to put it out in front of, whether it's, um, you know, sponsors, whether it's people that are running, you know, events, whether it's, you know, uh, people that you want to be coming to different race meetings, like you can really target it. So getting back to the content side of things, um, again, it depends on the platform. If you are looking to put out you know, quick little thoughts and snippets um, from you know, maybe stuff that's happening in your personal life, in your motorsport career, you know, Twitter might be a great platform in order to do that. Um, if you're looking at creating some video content, then Facebook is a definite platform to put that longer form video um, content out. And again, as you mentioned before, like with Instagram stories, that's a great way to share behind the scenes of your motorsport journey. Um, so, yeah, it's just about putting content out there, being as creative as you can um, and just tweaking it slightly to each platform uh, depending on which one you're going to put it out on.
1: Fantastic. And do you recommend um, that the athletes have a different page to their personal page, for, for example, on Facebook? Do you recommend them having two pages, so one for their personal life and one for their athletic brand? Um, and what's your thought process around that?
2: Yeah. yeah, look, I, I would definitely suggest that um, for a couple of reasons. Um, one, you may want to keep your personal life personal, which is exactly, you know, that's your prerogative. And that's more um, having a, a business page or a, you know, a career page. That gives you the opportunity to segment those two things. So if you just want to keep your personal Facebook page, for example, um, friends and family, then you can do that. But you also need to be building your brand um, and you can do that on that that business page, on that Facebook page. Um, So that gives you the option to segment. um, But it also gives you the opportunity to really um, use the analytics and the data and all that techie stuff, which can be used really simply um, to give you feedback on the types of content that you're putting out so that you know what's resonating with your audience um, you know what's working best, what people enjoy, what type of people are actually following you and engaging with your content, um, which you can't get from a personal profile. So using a page is a big win for most of those reasons.
1: And I heard on a recent um, Facebook Live that you did that mm-hmm. there's a function called Insights. They yes. They can pull that data. So can you yes. tell um, our guys a little bit more about that? So
2: definitely. Definitely. So Facebook insights is exactly what I was talking about with analytics before. That's where you get all the analytics. So when you go to your Facebook page, you can up the top of the page, there'll be all the different settings. And one of those tabs says insights. And if you click on that tab, that then opens up a whole world of different information and data. So it'll tell you, you know, how many people are following your page, where those people are located. It'll tell you you the days and times that they're most likely to be online. So it'll graph it all out for you. And then it'll go into things, uh, all the data from the content that you've put out. So it'll show you how many people each post has reached, um, the engagement, the number of comments. So there's stacks and stacks of information there, which is really simple and easy. You don't have to be a social media marketer. You don't have to be a really techie person. You can look at this information and straight away, you can see what's working and what's not. Um, And you can also see who's engaging with your content, who's following your page, all that really cool information. So rather than um, just putting content out there and hoping that it sticks, um, you can really have a deep dive into the analytics and uh, see what works best and then do more of that.
1: Fantastic story. Wow, that sounds an awesome tool that we can access at any time. So thanks for that tip, Anne. Um, Just another tip, how do people go about growing their list?
2: yeah, as in their following. Look, basically, again, it comes down to content, right? You uh, you have to be putting something out there for people to be interested in following you. Um, so, content is the biggest thing. Consistency, as well, with your content, is another important thing because the way the algorithms work these days, and by algorithm, that's the that's the uh, you know the brains behind the social media platforms that decide which posts are going to be shown in the newsfeed. Um, and the way to make them happy and get more of your content seen by people is to be consistent with your posting. Um, there's a few reasons for that. When you, um, let's say for example, you're going to post to Facebook on a daily basis. When you do that and people start engaging with your content, so they start hitting that like button, they start leaving you some comments. What that does is tells the algorithm that people like this content. They like that post. But it also tells them that that your page, your Facebook page is active and somebody's there, somebody's putting out content on a regular basis and that means that they're going to show your content to more people more often. If, for example, you were just going to post once a week, then there's going to be less engagement, there's going to be less comments and that tells Facebook that there's not a lot happening and that your content isn't as important or it isn't a priority Um, so you're not going to be seen as often. So when you go and you hit that publish button, um, you could have crickets if you're not posting consistently. Um, and often people get discouraged. They're like, Oh, i put a post out and you know, it only got like three views or I only got one like, Mm -hmm. um, but it's very much about being consistent and putting out as much content as you can because it just snowballs. Everything picks up. It's like, um, for example if you were watching uh, your favorite tv program and they only put out you know one show a year well, it wouldn't be your favorite tv show because there's only one episode and when once you watch that it's gone yeah. so it's exactly the same with your facebook page if you've got multiple pieces of content if you've got multiple episodes going out there's lots for people to come back and consume and uh, that's when you'll get a bigger following you'll get more likes you get more engagement and it all snowballs from there
1: so you're talking about consistency is there a general rule of thumb how mm-hmm how often that consistency is on each platform. So let's say for Facebook.
2: Yeah. Yeah, look, it's and like there's so much information out there. Everybody's got a different point of view. So while there are some best practices, it really does come down to you testing and measuring with your own social media because everybody's business is different, everybody's content is different, everybody's followers are different. Um, But general best practice is you want to be making sure that you're trying to put out a post a day on Facebook Um, That's the general best practice at the moment, at least one post a day. Um, And again, a little quick tip with the insights on Facebook, if you go to that insights tab, you can see a timeline on when the most people are active on your Facebook page or online. So they're most likely to see it. So if you're going to post once a day on Facebook, try and post at that time when the most people are online because you're more likely to get that content in front of more people. So that's a little tip for facebook um, on instagram again yeah. one post a day um, you some people do more than that some people do two some people do three some people do four um, but again it's about testing and measuring but if you have that consistency of one post a day that's going to allow you to you know build that following make sure that you've got plenty of fresh new content out there for people to consume if we want to look at twitter that's a whole separate beast right so Twitter, you can be posting four, five, six, seven times a day. Some people even suggest you should be posting on Twitter up to 15 times a day. Oh, really? Yeah. Before <laughs> you freak out because I know, hey, we're going to post a Twitter 15 wow. times a day. I'm never going to have any time for practice. Um, look, it, it's just about doing as much as you can. So it's doing the best you can with the time you've got. But again, if you're being consistent on Twitter and you're putting out you know one or two th- tweets a day, then that's, that's as much as you need, Right. And there's lots of other things that go with social media. It's not just about the posting to um, you know, build that following or to get your content in front of the right people. So yeah, Facebook once a day, Instagram once a day, do as many stories as you can. People love stories and Twitter a couple of times a day as well. The thing with Twitter, the reason why I'll add some context to this, the reason why you can post many more times on Twitter is because the algorithm is different on Twitter and your post doesn't stay in the Twitter feed as long because there's such a volume of posts. So every second, there's hundreds and hundreds of posts being sent on Twitter. And that means that within 15 minutes, your post has dropped so low in the news feed that it's going to be hard for people to come across. So if you're consistently putting a post up you know, every couple of hours, then you've got fresh content there every time people go to their phone. So that's a little tip too.
1: Thanks for that. And now you mentioned the word algorithm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm sure that there's a can of worms about to be opened here, but how can people stay on top of the forever changing algorithm in all of social media?
2: Yeah, sure. Look, there's there's lots of different ways. And, again, it's, it's about um, not getting too stressed about, you know, the, the algorithm changes, right? Lots of people, you know, they freak out because something changes and, you know, that might change. The amount of engagement or whatever they're getting on there or they you know they might not be able to keep up with all the changes um, there's lots of websites there's lots of podcasts um, i'll give you a couple of my favorite which really help me stay on top of all these changes so a great website to keep in touch is social media today so you can literally search social media today and that'll come up their website they're constantly posting all the latest and greatest in social media so if you want to jump on a website they will always keep you updated Um, If you want to listen to a podcast, the social media marketing podcast is a great one to listen to because, again, they're always new episodes are being released all the time. And it's always something to do with the latest updates around social media. And uh, the third thing is literally just to stay involved with your social media accounts, right? Keep testing, keep measuring, keep looking at how things are working and uh, keep playing around. You've got to be involved in the platform to know what's going on. And, uh, yeah, they're probably the three tips that I'd, uh, I'd put out Fantastic. there.
1: Fantastic. Thanks for those. Um, and now moving back um, in line with some content and what can people actually post, um, do you have some recommendations on what they can post, on, obviously, on those weeks when they aren't racing?
2: Yeah, look, the, the thing that I always say with social media is that, you know, people go online to, you know, either be educated Um, to be entertained or just to blow off some time basically. So you want to try and create content that, you know, speaks to those different mindsets. So you can put out content that might be educational. So you might be putting out, you know, um, you know, the things that you've learned in motorsport um, over the last week. Um, or you could put, put out some content that's entertaining. So you might, um, you know, put up uh, some, some content from your latest race or you might have been out with some friends and been recording some stuff and you can put that out. So it really is about putting stuff out when it comes to personal brand that is about you. Uh, it doesn't have to be personal as in your personal life, but you have that motorsport career, you have that passion for driving, So put out content around that because that's the things that you like. That's the things that you love to do. And when you put out content about that stuff, it's really authentic and people engage with authentic content. Um, You know, we can all smell when somebody's, you know, putting on a front or, you know, faking things, but there's loads and loads of people out there who love motorsport, right? You guys know that. And there's loads and loads of people out there who are thinking about motorsport and, you know, they love consuming all that content. So if you're putting out content around your passion, other people love that stuff, they're going to consume that. So be you um, and basically online show people what you love to do, give them some value, give them some behind the scenes and uh, in no time you'll be building a big following.
1: And how do you recommend they do that, Anthony? Are you um, suggesting videos all the time or is it great to have a good mix of videos and text? We always hear that video is best, but yes. is it always best?
2: Look, no, it's not always best because, again, it depends on the platform, right? And it depends um, who your audience is and it depends what you're trying to achieve with your content. So let's keep it really, really simple. Generally, it's good to have like a good mix, okay? We, we want video. Video works really well. Um, because again that algorithm uh, loves video content so they are going to give you more reach they're going to show more people your content if it is a video as opposed to a plain text or a you know an image specifically on Facebook um, when it comes to Twitter Twitter is a very fast-paced environment so just your normal Twitter update um, and adding an image images are statistically shown to get more engagement and more reach with each tweet. So again, Twitter is about fast paced um, and it's a fast paced environment. So just your normal tweet. But if you can whack in an image or a photo as well, that'll give you an extra boost. Um, When it comes to Instagram, currently they say, and we just have to take this for granted, or you can do some testing yourself. But they say that when you post to your newsfeed, there's currently no preference over images or video. So whereas Facebook loves video more, Instagram is exactly the same. So whether you're putting up some short snippets of video on Instagram or just images, you don't have to get too stressed about which one is going to perform better um, because they're, they're equal at this stage. But I always say that um, it depends what you're trying to, um, you know, the message you're trying to convey with your audience um, If it has to be video, um, if you want to show people something where, you know, that visual aspect that if you want to show them things, then go for it. Um, If it's more of an update, quick conversational piece, then keep it to text and maybe throw in an image.
1: And along the lines of the video content, is yeah. there restrictions um, or recommendations to how long each video should be? Again, on each platforms.
2: Yeah, definitely. And again, like you can you can Google these things really simply. Um, if you just Google Facebook video lengths, it'll come up with a, uh, a a list of all the different um, you know data points that you need for your video. Um, video on Facebook, you can pretty much have anything as long as you like. I think you can put up to. It's four hours oh, really? <laughs> on, a, on a video on Facebook, yeah. Wow. So then it's massive upload. So yeah. don't stress about that on Facebook. On Instagram, it's a little bit different. Um, so stories are 15 seconds, but normally you're just going to record that on your phone. Um, but if you're uploading a, a video to Instagram to your feed, um, they have a cap of 60 seconds. So it has to be under 60 seconds in order for that video to go on your feed. Um, and Twitter, I should know. I think it's I think it's ten minutes for Twitter,
0: yeah.
2: a video, oh, yeah, well, um, and it's it's twi- ten minutes for LinkedIn. We haven't mentioned LinkedIn yet, but I know it's ten minutes for LinkedIn as well. So they are basically you know the different formats for video.
1: Mm-hmm. And what about the big thing around hashtags? What are hashtags and what? Oh, what hashtags!
2: <laughs> hashtags! I mean, hashtags! How hashtag. do
1: they play in um in, in promotion and social media.
2: Cool. So hashtags, This is we could, we could spend a day talking about hashtags easy. I'll try and keep it nice and simple for you. So currently hashtags is how people find content the most when it comes to Instagram, right? That's why we add those hashtags in because people will search for hashtag motorsport and that'll bring up a whole feed of images that have that hashtag. Okay. So that's how people outside of your friends and family, outside of the people that already follow you, that's how people will generally come across your content. By searching for that hashtag. Now, you can add up to thirty hashtags per post on Instagram. Um, some people say you should do a few less than that, so people can add their own hashtags in the comments. Um, because once you've added thirty hashtags, that's it; you can't fit any more in that post. Um, but again, it's it's about testing and measuring. Um, with the latest Instagram algorithm, people have said that you know they've found that anywhere between 10 to 11 hashtags is the best amount for reach and engagement. So it really is about just trying it for yourself. Um, The the other thing that came up in the Instagram algorithm was that people had often been putting their hashtags in the comment below uh, their caption on their post to keep it nice and neat, which um, all the the social media platforms want everything to look good and uh, be a great user experience. So instead of having a whack of hashtags in the caption, people have been putting them in the comments below. But with all the spam and the box and all that sort of thing that goes on, um, the latest Instagram algorithm, they had mentioned that caption uh, hashtags should go back in your caption because when people just post a whole comment that's just hashtags, it looks really spammy and, and they didn't like that either. So I've been testing and measuring a few different things and I haven't found a huge difference in putting the comments the hashtags in the comment section as opposed to the captions but again this is about testing and trying so don't stress too much um, have a go see what works see what doesn't um, but they're the general rules for hashtags
1: um, so you've said that's for Instagram do you still yes. put hashtags with Facebook and Twitter
2: so Twitter yes definitely um, you would generally want to use a lot less so anywhere but sort of between two and three hashtags on Twitter is the best practice When it comes to Facebook, you don't need hashtags whatsoever because Facebook actually makes every word on Facebook searchable. So you actually don't need the hashtag symbol in front of, let's say we're going to talk motorsport. So instead of having hashtag motorsport, that word motorsport is searchable on Facebook. Um, And a reason that Facebook does that is because they want everything to look clean and crisp and they don't want people to be stacking their posts full of hashtags because it can look pretty messy. So don't stress out about hashtags on Facebook. Everything is searchable. All
1: right. And to finish off our conversation today, Enth, I'd love to talk a little bit more about LinkedIn. We haven't touched base on LinkedIn. Yeah, awesome. Um, obviously, it's a great platform for B2B as well as B2C um, marketplace. Um, so with people trying to obtain sponsorship, uh, I see LinkedIn being a very, very valuable um, Yeah platform to get on but a lot of people aren't and so i'm not sure if it's just because of lack of knowledge or awareness Mm -hmm. about the um advantages of linkedin and um, the benefits that they can actually provide people seeking sponsorship so if you could tell us a little bit more about linkedin yeah the the advantages that would be fantastic
2: yeah sure so um LinkedIn has always, you know, it started as a very professional, uh, you know, it was called the, you know, the business person, the professional social media network, right? And it was um, set up very much like a resume would be. It's where you put all the information about your career, um, where you worked, and uh, it's, it's always been that way. Um, but in recent years, um, LinkedIn was bought by Microsoft and they've had lots of massive changes go on. And it's, they've really opened up the algorithm, which means that you're getting lots of reach and lots of engagement a lot easier than say you do on Facebook. So now is definitely a time to get involved with LinkedIn because you're going to get more for less. Um, When it comes to the types of content on LinkedIn um, again, because it is more of that professional network, it is a great space as you mentioned um, for people to you know get content in front of people who could become potential sponsors, um, and where it's different with uh, Instagram, where you might be showing a bit more personal stuff, a bit more behind the scenes, l- your LinkedIn profile is where you can really build out um, you know that professional side of motorsport racing. You can still share all that behind the scenes content, but that's where you can really make yourself you know stand out and, and look good and look professional. Um, with LinkedIn. So making sure that you, you know your bio is all up to date, um, making sure that you've got a nice clean image up there. Um, and again, posting regular content when you can um, because when people um, are looking for, for motorsport competitors to sponsor, um, that LinkedIn profile become, can become a really good asset uh, for you in gaining that sponsorship because that's basically you know, your professional resume online.
1: And again, with LinkedIn, um, you're stating about regular content. Is that once a day again um, or is that more like a Twitter feed because of the, the um, amount of traffic going through LinkedIn?
2: Sure. No, look, at this stage, um, one post a day, um, you can do more. Like it's it's not a hard and fast rule, but um, <laughs> we don't want to overwhelm people. So sticking to one post a day um, is definitely enough to get you going on LinkedIn and get that content out in, in front of the right people. And like just a quick note, with social media, like just putting content out is, is one part of it. You also need to remember to be social, uh, on social in order to, you know, get that extra benefit. So what I mean by that is jumping into, you know, other people's accounts and commenting on their content as well, because you want to be getting out there. It's like being at a party and standing in a corner and talking about yourself the whole night. Um, you're going to find that everybody else is going to migrate to the other side of the room. If you're involved in the conversation, if you're talking to other people, asking them questions, finding out what they've been up to, you know, you're going to be involved in the party. You're going to be the life of the party. So it's exactly the same online. Make sure that you're engaging with other people's content. And if we're talking about LinkedIn, there's no better place to um, get in front of potential sponsors than by searching them online, following them on LinkedIn, engaging with their content, um and you know just being out there because you've got to be you've got to be seen so it's a, a it's a really good uh way to get in front of the right people
1: completely agree with that one thanks for those great tips anth. i was going to say is there any more resources but you've given us so many um, resources <laughs> and tips and today so i guess um the important thing is where can people get in contact with um yourself at attention media
2: Awesome if you would like to get in touch with me at Attention Media, uh, email attentionmedia.com.au or jump over to my Instagram account which is Anthony G Murphy. Uh, love to connect and if you've got any questions, I'm always happy to help.
1: Um, well why don't you tell us a little bit about oh, sorry a little bit more about attention media and what services you actually can provide?
2: Yeah, awesome. So attention media as I mentioned before, you know, our slogan is helping regional businesses become iconic brands. Um, and that word business, um, you know, if you're a motorsport competitor and you're building a career, like that is your business, right? So it's not about, uh, you know, brick and mortar buildings, people sitting behind desks. Um, but the reason that we love helping regional businesses is because I live in regional Victoria. Um, and you know, we want to see business flourish. You know, I, uh, I've got a young family now and I want my kids to be able to grow up in the country. I want there to be you know, lots of shops. I want there to be big schools. I want there to be thriving businesses. So, you know, this is my way of being able to help in that space by helping businesses grow, by helping entrepreneurs grow, by people who are um, helping people who are wanting to build their personal brand. Um, so that's the main reason for building attention media. And uh, it's all about social media. It's all about putting content out there. It's all about you know telling your story. It's all about helping you and businesses share the value that you've got to offer um, and uh, we love helping people at the end of the day. It's, uh, it's awesome. We love business. We love helping people. We love talking to people. We love connecting with people. Um, so it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun.
1: And don't be biased now, and You do have your own podcast as well. <laughs> so, oh, do
2: I? Oh, awesome. You,
1: plug, you, plug your own podcast here.
2: <laughs> shameless plug. Shameless plug time, guys. Um, so my podcast is called Open for Business. Uh, you can find that on iTunes, Stitcher. It's on my YouTube channel as well um, and soon to come to Spotify. Yay. Um, but, uh, yeah, my podcast Has has gone through a couple of iterations, um, but it's been very much based around uh, interviewing young entrepreneurs, young business people in Australia. um, And we're also now throwing in plenty of digital marketing and social media. So if you love uh, listening to people talk about uh, how they started a business, uh, if you love talking about social media, then um, that may be a podcast for you.
1: Fantastic. Well, thank you again for your time today, Anthony. I really appreciate it.
2: No worries. Thanks for having us.
1: Hopefully we'll have you again on the show. That'd be awesome.
0: Thanks. <laughs> Get ready for the race. Do you feel one step closer to being the next superstar behind the wheel? MotivateTraining.com.au for more. M-O-T-I-V, the number eight, training.com.au. The green flag. Every episode gets you one step closer to the checkered flag. The Motorsport Coaching Podcast. Getting you to the checkered flag faster.